get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. With the one and only Alex Ferrario, the girl dad. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. We'll get into the story of what it's like to be a girl dad coming up here in just about 10 minutes or so. But right now, let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic, joining us here on the show. JR, what's going on, man? Not too much. Being a girl dad is awesome. Alex, uh, you will love it. My daughter is 11, and every day she gets off the bus about 200 feet from our house. And I screamed down the street, that girl doesn't have a date to the dance. She's looking for a date to the dance. And she turns nine shades of red and hides behind her backpack. And we have all kinds of fun with it. <laughs> you know, I've learned so many, so much dad advice from JR over the years because, yeah, you have the opportunity to embarrass your kids, which is fantastic. And JR, correct me if I'm wrong here. Didn't you fake a phone call to your daughter that was Justin Bieber on the phone? Yeah, it was some actor she said that she really liked. And so I changed my wife's contact information in her phone to have that actor's name and also a picture. I Google imaged a picture. And so I changed the contact. So I winked at my wife and I said, hey, call me from your phone. So she did. And all of a sudden the name and picture of that actor popped up and I showed my daughter and she's freaking out. So it's so much fun, Alex. I can't wait for all of these opportunities, Jr. <laughs> Uh, JR, I did want to ask you, let's get into that game from last night or the trip as a whole, actually, because listen, nobody wanted to see them give up a three goal lead on Friday night. You didn't want to see or Saturday night rather. And then last night you, you didn't want to see them lose a game in which they started out looking like gangbusters and then you lose it in overtime. But you get points in every game on the six game road trip out west. You end up doing this despite the fact that you're missing eight guys from the lineup right now. And you're able to get 10 out of 12 points on this trip, man. It has to be seen as a success, right? It has to be. Yeah. You know, you try not to get into a situation where you're just absolutely praising the club because yeah, things could have been better. Uh, but I've got nothing for, but praise for this team uh, with that trip. That was, uh, you got the long flight out to the West coast and Hey, look, they, uh, they were the ones who wanted to be in the West division and, and that's what comes with it. Uh, but you fly out four and a half hours, you get a game the next day. And to get a point in every game on that trip, to play the way they are without all the, the names that we recognize uh, that are out of the lineup right now. And uh, even though you, you coughed up uh, a couple points there at the end by losing those games in overtime, I just feel like that, that that's the team that's trying. That's the team that's playing for each other. That's the team that uh, I think Craig Bruby was looking for at times during this season. So, yeah. 
four zero and two on that road trip. You take it every single time. And I think it's a team that's creating the identity that they've been searching for up to this point, Jr. And correct me if I'm wrong here. You know, it was a team that knew they had the offensive ability, and you know, it was gone there for a little bit. But then they start scoring a lot of goals on this road trip. Defensively, it's still a little bit shaky, but the goaltenders have stepped up. And the areas that have been the weakest, the power play and the penalty kill, they've been at least somewhat resolved up to this point. So the identity is starting to form. Yeah, great point. And that's the thing is on this road trip, I think we saw a couple uh, developments. Uh, you know, guys like uh, Braden Shen and David Perron, I think, have been contributing all along. But uh, you're getting key performances. Ryan O'Reilly, I mean, he looked like he was just trying to will the team uh, to a win uh, the other night. And then you got some of these younger guys, depth guys, stepping up and fulfilling the roles that, that you hope that they, they could. I mean, Dakota Joshua, we didn't know who – uh, he was or that he'd be here at, at the start of the season, and, and now here he is contributing. Uh, and there's some other guys like Joshua in the lineup that are doing that. But most importantly, the power play, guys. I mean, it's been missing all year long, and now you're talking about a stretch where they've scored a power play goal in five straight games. It looks good. You're getting contributions from both units on that. And that's something that I really do feel like it's got some traction. Easy to say, five straight games. But, you know, we've been through periods where maybe it scored a couple games in a row and you just didn't see it sticking. I see this sticking. We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford here on 101 ESPN. Uh, JR, one thing I did want to ask you about about the game last night, and I know you wrote about this. People can read your piece over at The Athletic. It was the decision to go with Ville Husso over Jordan Bennington. Now, the team basically said after the game, listen, it had nothing to do with what happened in the game in San Jose. It had nothing to do with us protecting Bennington. We just got to get Ville Husso some opportunities. Okay, um, I, I guess I'll listen to that. But Ville Husso had already played in two of the previous four games or played in three of the previous five, really, but started two of the previous four. I don't know that this was about workload. Are, are you buying that or do you think this was them basically taking it easy, being safe with their starting goalie in a game that could have maybe gotten a little heated if he started? Look, am I, am I in the meetings with the coaches when they're deciding the goalie assignments, you know, a week or two out? No, I'm not. And, and perhaps uh, they do want to get Jordan Bennington some rest. I believe that. He's played a lot. But you can't tell me that uh, when they got on that plane and headed out west that they intended for Billy Huso to play that much and to get the, that number of starts on this road trip. And, and I do think it was about protecting Bennington, and I think it was about making last night's game less about the antics of Bennington uh, on February 27th. And, and so you got a situation where you, if you put them out there, you know, perhaps you got the San Jose players, you know, I don't want to say running them, but being a lot more physical and it's just not worth the risk. And, and so I, I suppose they looked at it. I know they said afterwards that uh, that wasn't the case. They just wanted to get the uh, so in there and, and get him playing. Uh, I think you had to look at it like that's the decision that they made uh, for, for part of that reason. So uh, Huso has played better lately, but as Craig Bruby said yesterday morning prior to the game himself, this is a situation we got three days off after this game. We got to lay it all out there, every player, every second of the game. And to me, I don't know, you make that comment, but your starting goalie's not in the lineup. To me, there were other reasons for that, that uh, we know what they are. JR, in terms of uh, returning players that are injured right now, I know the report yesterday was Tyler Bozak skated with the morning skate a little bit, but Craig Berube obviously said he wasn't ready to go. And then afterwards, he said the only player he expects returning in this homestand is going to be Oscar Sundquist. Do you have any kind of inkling or information where we are at with Pareko or Schwartz or Bozak? Could we possibly see these guys at some point in the month of March? 
Uh, I, I guess anything's possible. Uh, Craig Burby did say last night, Alex, that uh, the guy that, that's closest is Sunquist. I think there was a chance uh, they were thinking that maybe he could have played last night. With the three days off, they decided not to push it. He wasn't 100%. Give him the night off last night and then give him these three days rest. And then Bozak did skate, but uh, Craig Bruby said uh, he, he's just not uh, ready to come back. And he said that I don't think he'll be ready this weekend against Vegas. So to me, the only player that we'll see uh, probably this weekend is, is Sunquist's return in terms of uh, the, the injured guys. And then big picture, Pareko Schwartz. I don't have any information that leads me to believe that they'll be back soon. You still have Pareko uh, shut down with the back injury, and I reported recently that uh, Jane Schwartz likely dealing with an oblique injury. Uh, both of those situations, there's no real timetable. They just have to see how they feel. But in the Zoom last night, Braden Chen did say, you know, we're on the verge of getting some, quote, star, he said, star players, you know, back at some point. So Braden Chen probably has a little more inside information on that front. JR, one thing that I wanted to ask you about specifically about last night's game was Kyle Clifford. And him going out there and immediately taking care of business. I remember this was right after the bubble last year. Uh, Doug Armstrong was on with the media and he was he was asked about, you know, what what do the guys tell you that you need? And he said, you know, that they, they kind of need somebody to be able to take care of business for them, to be able to stick up for him. Right. He wasn't calling the team soft, but saying that they needed a guy like that in the locker room. And he went out there and he got a guy in Kyle Clifford that could do exactly that. Was last night exactly the type of situation that Doug Armstrong was talking about whenever he met with us? I guess that would have been at this point like six months ago. Yeah, he did the exit interviews, which he does uh, every single year. He mentioned to the media that a couple players in those exit interviews said that uh, it'd be nice to go out and get a guy like this. So we we all know that uh, the past several years, that uh, element in the game has kind of gone by the wayside a little bit, but you do need it in, in certain situations. And last night was definitely one of those situations. And, you know, kudos to uh, Fox Sports Midwest. They get the little clip of Gabriel and, and uh, Clifford John there in the pregame warm-up. And then Braden Shen said uh, after the game, he said Gabriel was telling anybody who listened that he was going to do something about it. So, uh, you know, that's the thing that I go back to with sitting Bennington last night. You knew something was going to happen, so you have the Gabriel Clifford fight there, 237 into the game, and then, and then basically it's over. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to fight again? So, you know, you're not thinking into the third period, you know, is the next Sharks player going to skate into the crease and, and take uh, Bennington? So uh, I think that that situation last night, Kyle Clifford stepped up, took on Gabriel. I don't know if you guys saw the, the tweet from Gabriel after the game. He said that was for the goalie antics, and, and so look, uh, I wouldn't think that we'd see anything moving forward, uh, but yeah, good on uh, on Kyle Clifford to uh, settle the score there with Gabriel. Sounds a little soft to me from San Jose's perspective if they're worried about Jordan Bennington, but I'll, I'll, I will not worry about that till a little bit later. JR, I'm curious though. I am fully on the um, board. I'm on board train right now of David Perron being protected in this expansion draft. He's got points in seven games. He's got points in nine of his last 10. I mean, are, are we at the point now, and I know Jamie Rivers talked about it on the fast lane of locking him up, but are we at the point of there's no way Doug Armstrong can allow David Perron to be exposed in this upcoming expansion draft? I just, uh, the one thing is I would not recommend writing an article in which you say don't protect uh, David Perron because I have never seen my email box and my Twitter feed light up uh, as, as when you write that. Hey, look, I, I am not suggesting that they should not protect uh, David Perron. As you just touched on, uh, great stats this season. I think he's got a point in 19 out of 26 games. It's unbelievable. 
He, he's been absolutely phenomenal. But let's be quick with this and, and say, who do you protect? Who do you don't protect? Uh, you can you can uh, protect seven forwards. So you got Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, Braden Shen. You have Robert Thomas. You have Jaden Schwartz if you re-sign him. And then you have Jordan Cairo. And then I guess it could come down to Sunquist and David Perron. Now, people might say, hey, Sunquist is a bottom six plugger that you can replace. You know, I think people that watch the Blues on a regular basis know that he's a more important role in that. You know, he drives the engine. But this is a championship window, as Doug Armstrong keeps talking about. David Perron is one of your, your best players. So to go back to what Riv was saying yesterday, yeah, you know, David Perron has one year left on his deal. So if you protect him and then he just plays out that – that last year and then he leaves or he does something different, you know, then you basically used up a spot for a guy that's now gone. So if you can get mm-hmm. David Prawn uh, locked up uh, on a contract extension, whether it's a couple of years or what have you, then I think you talk about the idea of protecting him. And then you're going to have to make a decision with one of those other guys. And, and lastly here, guys, I would think David Prawn would be interested in that. He doesn't want to go anywhere. We know that, right? If he did, he'd come back anyway. But <laughs> but, but David Prawn's in a situation where he's comfortable and plays his best hockey in St. Louis. So I would be surprised if, uh, if they're not already that the Blues and David Prawn would be talking about some sort of extension. So here's my, I guess, follow-up question to that, JR. And I don't know if you know the answer to this, and I might be putting you in a bad spot, and if I am, I apologize. Um, but... Is there a way that the Blues could finagle this so they kind of have a handshake agreement with Jaden Schwartz prior to the NHL expansion draft, but don't actually sign that deal until afterwards, so that way they don't have to protect him? Yeah, it's it's a little bit complicated, and and uh, I have been reading up on it, especially lately. We just have to know that the the expansion draft happens before free agency starts. So if you're going to get Jaden Schwartz signed, you have to do it before. Uh, July 1st, if indeed that's when the start of free agency is going to be this year. Uh, you have the expansion draft about nine days earlier, and the Blues are going to have to put their list together. So, you know, handshake agreement, you know, I suppose I suppose there's a, a little bit of a, a loophole there, but, you know, you have to protect the players' rights. And so if you want to re-sign uh, Jaden Schwartz after the expansion draft prior to free agency, you've got to protect his rights. So. Oh. Um, so I see what you're saying. Yeah. Perhaps they just let him go into free agency and, and act like nothing's happening and, and then get a deal done, I suppose. But uh, I don't think that the Blues are looking at it like that right now. I think if whether they have Schwartz signed or not at the expansion draft, I think that they'll protect them. you got to find a way to protect eight guys. <laughs> Which know, is ridiculous. I, I know that you can't. Like It is literally not possible. But uh, this might be one of those situations where you, you have to – attach something with another guy i know that nobody wants to do that we saw it with vegas where you're able to sweeten the pot the blues might be one of those teams that has to do that jr yeah they could be you know but uh the farm system uh, just doesn't it's not as deep as it once was and and you know doug armstrong i'm not saying he wouldn't do that this time around but last time around with vegas he said he's not in the business to be giving up assets to steer teams towards a different player so we'll see what Especially happens when your picks are de- intriguing it's definitely intriguing with the way Kyrie's played of course we know what Sunquist is capable of and the way David Perron has just been sensational all year long he's Jeremy Rutherford check out his work over at the athletic give him a follow on Twitter as well at JP Rutherford JR you're the best man always appreciate the time we'll talk with you again soon my man all right, boys, getting ready to head down to the bus stop. Love See it, ya. love it, absolutely. Be sure to embarrass your daughter. That is Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on 101 ESPN. By the way, NHLPR just put out this stat. This is incredible. 
The Blues collected at least one point in every game of a road trip that lasted six or more games. So at least a six plus game road trip for the first time in franchise history. That's the first time they've ever done this. So when we say that it was a fantastic road trip, it's not just because of them being without players, although that is a significant part of this. It's also because that's just a remarkable thing to be able to do, to go out on the road for six straight games and to be able to collect a point in each and every one of those. It's literally something they've never done in the first history of the franchise. And also to do it at this point in the season without all those guys, just an incredible accomplishment for this team. They're the best road team in the NHL, and they have been for the last three seasons, BK. And I don't know what it is. Everyone asks the questions, why doesn't this team play better at home? Whatever it may be, it comes down to them playing a simpler game of hockey when they are on the road. And it shows every time they hit that road. And I think that's going to benefit this team in the near future because they have a lot of road games in the month of uh, April and going into May before you hit the postseason. And real quick, BK, I want to give you a stat on Perron because we were talking with JR and I looked it up. So the first two games of the season, he didn't score a point. Since those first two games, he only went five games. So five out of total of 24 games that he didn't score a point. He had eight of those 19 where he did score a point. He scored multiple points in there. Two, goal, or two points or three points. It's he's, unbelievable. He's been one of the most productive players in the sport this year. Like Full stop. Yeah. One of the most productive players on the ice in the sport this year. It's been remarkable. And the fact that he's the guy that's doing it, the one that doesn't want anything other than to play in St. Louis. It's all he's ever wanted to do is just to play for the blues. Uh, it, it's, it's an incredible story and I hope he signs up. We'll yep. talk about this later on, but I hope they're able to get a deal done with him for the long term. It's 1220. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson jewelers and officially licensed Rolex jeweler. All right. I've been waiting for this all day. Alex Ferrario's back. It's the first time that I've been able to see his face since he had a beautiful baby girl that was born into this world. We got to get some stories. What was it like? What's it like to be a dad? What's the sleep schedule been like? We'll find out what Alex Ferrario's life has been like over the last week. Coming up next on 101 ESPN.